Welcome to our second edition of the Freedom Crusaders show, where we interview heart-centered Freedom Crusaders to pull out their best tips, ideas, strategies, and stories to inspire and empower you on your journey to financial freedom. And friends, I've, I'm super excited about the guest that we have today. This is a guy I've known for several years via the internet. Um, we've kind of uh, you know admired each other from afar, and then we've gotten to know each other here a little bit better over the last a few months. Um, but this is a guy who's been succeeding in entrepreneurship for two decades. Uh, he's an e-commerce prodigy. He's had tons of success in e-commerce. And in this interview, I'd love to dig into some of that as well. He's also had success in network marketing. Um, and all of the, he's, a, he's, a, he's a mentor. Actually, let me, let me read his official um, uh, inter, uh, in, intro here that he sent me. I want to make sure I don't miss anything. Here's how Dan McCall describes himself. A family man, a mentor, a coach, e-commerce professional, multi-store owner, co-founder of the e-commerce gold club, multi-e-commerce course owner, affiliate market expert, two decade long entrepreneur, decade long martial artist, co-founder of the whatever it takes Wednesday show, and just a whatever it takes kind of guy. <laughs> I love that about you, Dan. I love that about you, Dan. And I also love, um, I'll throw on two other little notes here. Dan's also a family man. He recently uh, got married to a beautiful woman, They've got, uh, they've got beautiful children. And so in addition to all of his success in entrepreneurship, he's a family man. And the last thing that I'll say about uh, Dan before we you know, just dig in and start to pull out his best stuff is that he's also someone that I consider to be a very heart-centered uh, person. You know, He cares about people. He cares about principles. He wants to do things the right way. And uh, this, is, uh, this is another reason that he's here on the show because these are the types of people that we like to interview. So Mr. Dan McCall, welcome to the Freedom Crusader Show. How are you doing today, sir? I'm great, man. I'm great. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah. Name, name my coffee here. I got some fresh coffee. <laughs> Life of an entrepreneur, right? Uh, you can you drink coffee. You can eat breakfast. You can do whatever you want to do as you're doing your thing. So that's good stuff. Um, so let's jump right in, Dan. And I want to find out, you know, who is Dan McCall? Like, how did he come into this world? Where was he born? Tell me a little bit about your beginnings in life, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm from uh, I'm from Deford, New Jersey, originally from Woodbury, New Jersey. <clears throat> um, I'm a, a sibling of, of seven, uh, seven brothers and sisters. Um, uh, great, great, great parents. Um, grew up, uh, grew, grew up with 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 great, great parents. Uh, great, great lead by lead by example. <clears throat> I just started actually, I actually just started writing a book. I'm on the third chapter and I was just writing a lot about my parents in this and that in on the most recent in the most recent chapter but um but yeah yeah so so i grew up here in new jersey um i wasn't always i wasn't always like i wasn't always the greatest kid i mean i i got a lot of i got a lot a lot of trouble a lot of people like in the entrepreneurial type of space don't really know it but i was suspended from school like every year for fighting and uh you know just uh 
<clears throat> just just got in a lot of trouble. Just hung out with the, hung out with you know hung out with the, I guess the wrong crowd. I mean, maybe I was the wrong crowd. Maybe I was <laughs> maybe I was the bad influence really. And I and I can't even blame it on other people, right? Because we got to take ownership, right, for what for what we do. But um, but yeah, just just growing up, just just growing up. Uh, you know, I I didn't graduate from high school. I I dropped out my second tenth grade year, <laughs> and wow. uh, it's uh it's it's funny because. I never, I just didn't want to really, I, I, I like, I like self-education. Like, so, so like in like 97, 98, I got invited to a, uh, to a, to a, a meeting. It was a network marketing meeting with a company called Anway. And, um, I just, I, I fell in love with two things, two things from going to that meeting. <clears throat> I fell in love with, with one, I fell in love with the idea of financial freedom, you know, be able to come and go as you please do what you want, when you want, with whom you want. And just, just live life on your terms, you know, have freedom, you know? And uh, the, the second thing I fell in love with was, was like what, what, what Tony Robbins calls like can I like constant never ending improvement, you know, and uh, just, just, just uh, like self-education. So like when I was in high school, I didn't really like being taught. I didn't really like being taught like science, you know, or like social studies about stuff that I wasn't interested in. You know, I wanted to educate myself about things that, they can improve my situation. So it's kind of funny. I went on, I went on in that network marketing journey and I really, uh, I failed, you know, I failed, you know, uh, almost two years doing that. I signed up my brother, my dad, my dad was like an influential uh, entrepreneur. I thought I would maybe get rich if I signed him up because I figured he could sign everybody else up and <laughs> you know what I mean? And that didn't, that didn't work out very well. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so in my early, in my early twenties, I ended up starting a, a landscape, actually at 19 years old, I started a landscaping business. And it's kind of funny because my friends were going to college and getting out of college and they were getting jobs for like 30, 40, $50,000 a year. And by my early twenties, I had a nice six figure income owning a landscaping business. And wow. it's just, uh, you know, it's just, it just goes to show you, like, in my opinion, like the power of self-education, you know, like if you just educate yourself in exactly what you need to succeed, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's just so, so powerful. I mean, I don't downplay college or anything like that. I know you went to college, Paul. I think it's good to, uh, I think it's great. Um, especially if you educate yourself in a way that can, that can help you rather than just spinning your wheels and not having any direction. But, uh, but hey, sometimes people just need to go through the motion, I guess, you know, to figure out what they want to do. But, but anyway, I got you up to speed about up from, from, I guess, my childhood up to, you know, up to like me starting to have success in my entrepreneurial journey. Um, did you have any questions about any of that stuff? Or? Yeah, absolutely, man. So first question, I'll jump back to the first thing you said. I know you I grew keep up. talking, you know, I'm like, yeah, no, you. No, you're know. good, man. You're good. <laughs> you're like me. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so you're a Jersey guy. And so my first question is, um, I mean, apparently there are nice guys in Jersey because you seem like a, a really great guy, right? So like, what's Jersey like growing up in Jersey? I mean, I, I have a, sort of like a preconception, preconceived notion of like the Northeast is kind of like, you know, like. I don't know, fast, maybe ruthless, maybe like, you know, uh, I don't know. What's it, what's it like? Is that wrong? Is there some accuracy yeah, there? I like, I like that. I like that question because I hear a lot of people 
a lot of people say that like uh, i've heard lots of people like like especially like since i'm like professional networker right i know people uh-huh. in, like in every state in the country and outside of the country and stuff and and um you know a lot of people come off definitely 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 come off like that I, i'm not surprised that the, you know new jersey stereotype is like fast paced possibly ignorant like there are people like that are like that you know so um i don't know i mean it's just new jersey i mean it's just uh you know it's just where it's I don't know exactly how to answer. I mean, it's just where I'm, where I'm from. It's definitely, it's definitely higher, higher pace, like than like lots of other areas in the country. Cause if I go travel, I'm always like, all right, hurry up, get to the point, hurry up, get to the point. Like, <laughs> it's like, I'm like, I am more fast paced, you know, I, sometimes I think that that's like goes to being an entrepreneur though, too, because it's like, it's like the more money you make, the, the more you value your time. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, like, yeah. you know, like, the, you know, the more you're trying to accomplish, the more you value your time. You're like, you're always trying to, you're always trying to compress time. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I just got, I just caught on this, on this show. I mean, I'll just tell you guys this little quick short story, like uh, something like I did network marketing meetings for like a couple years at my house. And I used to like, so I would feel good and get my endorphins flowing and stuff like that. I would usually like, if I had to do the meeting, cause it would make me feel nervous and it would make me feel more settled if I did this. I would go uh, like I would go run like a mile, do like some quick calisthenics, like, you know, work out. And, and since I wasn't on the driver's seat today on this show and I usually do my show, like since I'm the, the person being interviewed, I'm like, I feel a little bit more nervous than I normally feel. So <laughs> I'm going to go do what I used to do for the network marketing meetings. And I'm going to go work out. And I did like 100 jumping jacks, 100 push ups, 100 sit ups, like I did like a quick calisthenic uh, like workout prior to this. Um, you know, just to get my endorphins flowing and make sure that I do a good job delivering information and make sure I'm really alert, like, and those kinds of things. I don't know if you can, <laughs> if you can I love it. That. That's a great tip. That's a great tip for like changing your state and getting, getting into a good mindset before you do anything uh, public. I love that. I love that tip. So Jersey, if I was to say Jersey is kind of like, you know, don't tell me about the delivery, just show me the baby. Is that kind of like, uh, somewhat of the attitude, like get to the point, let's, let's get stuff done. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would say, yeah, I would say like more to, more to the, more to the point. Yeah. Like people don't, people just don't like the, people just don't like the BS, man. You know, they just want to get, they want to get in and get out. You know what I mean? And, uh, I mean, so if I, if I was prospecting you on the phone and I asked you questions like, you know, tell me about yourself, like, you know, are you married? Do you have kids? Like, would that annoy you or would you be open to having a little bit of a conversation like that for all of our network marketers out there that might be connecting with people from the Northeast? Yeah. Great, great question. And, and uh, what I'm what I'm going to say, I, I would I wouldn't say is the right or the wrong answer. I'll just say it's my perspective. This is just my opinion. I, I think I think if you're interested in people, you know what I mean? They're just going to be happy to share, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, people like to talk by themselves. I think across the board, this is just <laughs> yeah. my opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. People like to talk about themselves. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it's funny because I remember the first time we talked on the phone, I was getting ready to ask you questions. And you kept beating me to the punch, asking me questions. <laughs> he's, he's definitely a salesperson and a networker because he's asking me questions and I'm not getting to ask him questions <laughs> as much as I usually do. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> Two networkers coming together trying to have a conversation. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. So let me ask you, um, let me ask you this. Uh, one other question about Jersey, and then I want to ask you a little bit about your parents. Um because uh, you mentioned, you know, I could sense that there was a lot of really great stuff that you got from your parents. So last question about Jersey, um, the place you grew up, was it a safe place? Was there a lot of crime? Did you feel safe growing up? 
Yeah, yeah, I felt pretty safe growing up. I mean, there's definitely there's definitely a lot of crime around here. I mean, there's definitely uh I mean it's uh yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm like not sure exactly what I should say. <laughs> it's all good. We don't might have, have to. Uh, might have some gangsters coming looking for us. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh but yeah, no, I mean it was it was it was it was cool. It was cool growing up here. It was uh you know, it's not not too bad, not too bad. I mean there's definitely, a, you know, a lot better places. And, but, uh, I, you know, bad things happen everywhere. I mean, yeah. Growing up, I mean, like I, I do have some pretty, uh, pretty tough stories, like growing up, like, like my childhood friends and, you know, and, and my neighbor and stuff like that, like two of them went to jail for bank robbery and one of them. You're died. like friends, your buddies, like you knew yeah, these like guys. My childhood friends, one, two wow. of them uh, went to jail for bank robbery. And one of them died on the back of the New Jersey transit with a needle hanging out of his arm. And, Oh my god! I got stabbed to death. I mean, like, but like, our neighbor, our town isn't that bad. It's just a matter of like, like you know, I, I hung out with the wrong people, I guess, or 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 like I said before, I'll take ownership. Maybe I was a bad influence when I was younger, but I'm not that person anymore. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. So, how did you make the shift from like being on that track to you know changing direction and getting onto a better path? Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I always wanted more out of my life. I mean, especially like being introduced to like network marketing at 19 years old and stuff like that, like with Anway and stuff like that. I was just addicted to like, you know, to having a better lifestyle, you know what I mean? And I just, mm-hmm. I just, I just seeked it for, for a long time. And I think, I think, um, you know, I'm, I'm your age, Paul. I think like in my mid twenties, like I just really got, I, I got into martial arts in my, my, my mid to late twenties. Um, I got more serious about my faith in my mid to late twenties you know, just matured as an adult, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, before that, like, you know, like, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't, it wasn't the same, you know what I mean? It, was, it wasn't the same, but, uh, but, you know, but, uh, you know, like, uh, Tony Robbins, like talks about, you know, growth being like a key ingredient to happiness, you know what I mean? Like I'm always focused on, on growing, you know, and just being, becoming a better, a better person over time. And, um, I say I would say my faith in uh, in martial arts has really really uh, played a role in in kind of grounding me to to move on to keep on being a a better person and not that I was a horrible person before but I just wasn't as good of a person as I could have been you yeah. know I was you know like as much as I got in trouble like my morals were always pretty good like you know tell my friends don't do that you know that ain't mm-hmm. right you know what I mean like I was still mm-hmm. a good person it's just like. But uh, I don't know. Maybe I was attracted to that kind of stuff. You know, the law of attraction. Like you just, I don't know. You don't like like people. People that don't understand the law of attraction don't really realize how much they're being affected by it and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. So now, like I'm very, I'm more. I've become more and more over the last, you know, two decades or so. Just like, you know, just learning how to love my friends or family or whoever they might be from a distance. You know, and just. Mm. My, my Monday through Friday, not my DMO, but maybe uh, have a drink on the weekend or something like that. If I run into run into X Y Z or whatever, you know what I mean. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you can relate to that. It's like oh, for you, sure. You're like you're gonna love them from a distance, you know. It's like doesn't mean you don't care about people. It's just like you just but you love them from the distance because you're just like if I'm around you too much, I'm gonna start I'm gonna start acting like you, walking like you, talking like you, being like you, uh, making money like you. 
you know, her being broke like you or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. like, like you, you just afraid. You become afraid. You know, you start to protect your space. You know what I mean? Yeah. Over time, you know, as you understand the, the law of attraction, and and you, and you know this, Paul. This stuff doesn't really happen overnight. I mean, you're the best example that I've that I've seen, like of being like a practitioner of growth, you know, being a practitioner of the book, thinking you're rich. Like I, that's one thing I admire about you. I'm like, he's humble. Like he does, he doesn't act like he knows it all. Like, you know, like he's just like, you know, figuring it out too. You know what I mean? And because yeah. you're so humble, you know, you're able to give great advice. You know, you're able to, uh, you're, 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 you're able to, <laughs> you're able to help more people, you know? So, so I definitely admire that about you, man. So, and, uh, I appreciate that. You know, and I'm uh, like grateful for you inviting me here, you know, to do, to do this, uh, this first call or second one or whatever. I so. see, uh, I see a lot of that in you and maybe that's why we're sort of attracted to each other, <laughs> you know, like we, but I appreciate that's a huge compliment. Um, two, two thoughts, two of my favorite quotes that came to mind as you were talking about the friends is, you know, first one is love everyone, but follow the few. And then the other one you hit on is some people are better loved from a distance. And I think that's so important to realize that we can still love everyone, but we just love them from, you know, a little, little bit far away because it's better for, for our own, you know, path. So appreciate those thoughts. And uh, um, so let, tell me about your parents. You know, when you were talking about your parents, I could really see kind of like your face and your soul light up a little bit. Yeah, 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 sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they just, they just had a, such a, such a, a powerful impact on my life and we haven't always had everything like we used to sit on milk crates and watch television on concrete floor like you know we, we weren't we weren't like poor poor but like just back then it was like the state of being poor is different than the state of being poor now it's like yeah. it's like you know people like you know it's just it was just a different time like it wasn't like we had it so bad but like you know but we you know grew up like you know just 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 you know just with whatever we can get our hands on you know you know mm-hmm. and uh uh, but my mother, she's always been such a great example, you know, she'd, you know, work, you know, multiple jobs and, you know, she was like a single parent for a lot of our childhood. Um, my, my dad and her separated when we were very, when I was very young, like one or two years old. And, and, um, he, he was the one that I got to learn more of the entrepreneurial stuff from because he, he owned a concrete business for 40 something years. And I would get to work with him in the summertime. And I was just writing this in my book. I was talking about the, whatever it takes philosophy and uh, like growing up with my dad, he would always be like, uh, like I would work with him and I would be like, how, what, what do I do right here? How do I do this? And he was like fast paced of the Jersey, like, <laughs> and like, he would be like, just do whatever it takes, do whatever it takes. And then you go back to work. And then I'd be like, well, how do you do this? I'd be like, just do whatever it takes, do whatever it takes. And I uh, like, he would always say that, do whatever it takes, do whatever it takes. And uh, like, so like, so like by working with him and like watching him lead by example, he'll, he'll never tell you to do something he's not willing to do. You know what I mean? So he would always be leading the forefront, like that whole leader thing, how the leader's mm-hmm. in the front mm-hmm. instead of being like being held up on the, you know, you know, ever see that like that meme where the, like they're holding uh-huh. the up and he's just sitting on the thing being lazy. Yeah. My dad would be like in the front, you know what I mean? My, my mom would be in the front, like in everything they do, like always leading by example. So like with my dad anyway, with the summertime, like, you know, working with him in the summertime, stuff like that, always tell me, do whatever it takes, do whatever it takes. And I ended up, I didn't really realize that I adopt that philosophy all the way back in my teenage years like that, like until like I like dug into myself was like, wow, that started back then because when I like when I started a business, like I would do whatever it takes. Like I just whatever it takes. Like I just like that was my answer to everything. You know, and that becomes your answer to everything. 
there's just no, there's no like, all right, there's no roadblock. There's no roadblock. You know what I mean? It's like, you're going to do whatever it takes. You're going to go around it. You're going to go under it. You're going to go over it. You're going to do whatever it takes. And um, I'm really grateful for, for him leading by example, you know, owning his business and always telling me just do whatever it takes. Like, you know what I mean? And, and then embedding that belief into my head to where that's what the answer is. Everybody wants to know what the answer is. They want to know what the, they want to know what the secret is. Well, that's you can call that one of them, you know, mm. whatever it takes. There's many secrets, you know what I mean? Really, you know, all reality. And there's, you know, it's just a matter of what, sometimes it's a matter of what secret you need to hear at what time, you know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> so, but, uh, but yeah, so grateful for that. Like my mother, I just wrote her a letter for, uh, you know, for our wedding. She was just there for us, like every step of the way, like, you know, with me and my wife getting married and, and, um, I just feel like we wouldn't even have got married. It wasn't for her. Like she's just directing things and orchestrating everything. Like she's just like. She's just an she's just an amazing an amazing uh, woman, you know what I mean? And uh, I'm definitely I'm definitely uh, I'm definitely blessed, um, you know, for for my for my parents. They have different kinds of they have different kinds of attributes, you know what I mean? That I that I get to learn that I get to learn from, you know what I mean? Yeah, I so, do. Yeah. I don't know. I love that, man. I love that. And I love, you know, your, your mom reminds me of my mom. My mom worked many jobs. She was a single parent for most of my life growing up. And I learned a lot from her, you know, and, and, uh, I, I, I just love how you're finding those lessons, regardless of whether your mom was an entrepreneur or not. Like you learning from your mom, where she was at learning from your dad, where he's at. And, uh, and I think that's just one of the, one of the attitudes of, uh, of the successful freedom crusading entrepreneurs, they're just seeking, they're seeking those answers and lessons wherever they might come that, that attitude of humility that you were talking about. So great stuff, man. And uh, so before we jump on to the business stuff, um, you've got, how many kids do you have right now? I've got three. Can I say something about what you were just saying? Real yeah, quick? yeah, 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 for sure. Yep. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're just talking about that, like your, 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 your parents and like the different kinds of people and stuff like that. Like I see a lot of people, like, especially like on social media, like downplay people to have jobs and things like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, like, uh, like entrepreneurship, like, you know, you know, like there is no clock and all this stuff and like showing off all the time and stuff. And, and, um, you know, everybody's just really not, everybody's not really meant to be like an entrepreneur. Like my wife, my wife just got a job after 10 years because her kids are finally old enough. And she just, mm -hmm. she likes it. Like she just wants to work. She doesn't want to be an entrepreneur. You know what I mean? And I think people should be uh, more accepting of uh, like how people, how people are, who they are, where they are in their life. And, and to know that there's just different types of people. Like everybody's not meant to be, everybody's not meant to, uh, to be a creator, to, to create, you know what I mean? To be an entrepreneur, you have to create. Some people just don't like the stress. Like, my wife, I tell my wife, like, I don't like the stress. I, I, I don't like this stuff. It's stressing me out. She's like, yes, you do. You like it. And I, she like, you know, our wives like, no, it's better than us. She's like, you like, you like being stressed out. I'm like, no, I don't like being stressed out. Like now we're like arguing about it. Like, no, I don't like being stressed. Yes, you do like being stressed out. She's like, you attract it. You know, she, she understands the law of attraction. So I don't know. So I just wanted to touch. I just wanted to touch on that. I think, and this is my opinion. Like I said, I mean you don't mind me sharing, like, um, you know, I don't, I'm not going to hear say here, be on this show and say I have the right or wrong answer. I can only share my perspective. I just thought I would share that. <clears throat> I love that perspective. One of the, one of the uh, guiding ideals that I have in my mind, as far as like communication is, you know, the first few words purportedly spoken by God in the Bible is let there be light. Right. And so 
not that I'm perfect in this, but the idea is if we can speak light to everyone, you know, if we can love employees, love entrepreneurs, lift, inspire people wherever they're at, like that, like let there be light everywhere, the world will be a better place. And it, like as you were highlighting uh, uh, for entrepreneurs, you, you can attract people by making fun of them. Like you're, you're going to have a hard time doing that. So it's a great business tip too, is praise people wherever they're at. And I don't remember who said this, but it was someone great who said there is value in all work. There is value in all work. And I, I just love how you highlighted that. I think I'm totally in alignment with that. I think it's a great, uh, great, uh, great point, Dan. Um, yeah. I, I have to ask you too, talking about your wife. Cause I was, I was chuckling because <laughs> it's like, oh man, I'm looking at a mirror. Like some of the conversations I have with my wife, do you ever say to your, I don't do this all the time, but every once in a while I'm like, maybe I should just get a job. <laughs> Cause like, I look at like, you know, like, uh, um, this like, and, and I, and I joke with my wife, I'm like, you know, if I was to get a job, I would get one like with no stress. I would get one where like I was like I was just well, maybe was a delivery driver. Well, I, all I had to do is like they give me a set of instructions and I go there and my mind doesn't have to think about anything. And she knows me like your wife knows you. And she's like, oh, you know, stop it. You love what you do and stuff. But you ever you ever have those times where you're like, man, maybe it would just be easier to get a job. Yeah, definitely. Of course. Hit the button. Hit the button at the end of the day and it'd be over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. So I'm not alone. Cool. You're so let's jump. Involved. Let's let's jump into uh, let's jump into business a little bit. Did you always want to be an entrepreneur, or was there a time in your life where you remember that seed being planted? Yeah. Awesome. I love that question. I always like to ask that question too. Um, I definitely feel like I was always an entrepreneur. Like for like the whole like Gary Vaynerchuk talks about it too. Like like some people believe it's like hereditary, and some people believe it's like in your DNA and. I, I don't know. There's different beliefs about it, but uh, I definitely think I was always like that. You know, I delivered newspapers and, you know, just I like sold and wheeled and deal like whatever I could. You know what I mean? It's just like it's always been in my creative, my nature, you know, to, uh, you know, to, to to buy and sell and, and dream big, you know, just dream big. Like I want to, you know, I want to uh, I want to be great. You know, I want to be even greater or people already think I'm great. I want to be greater, though. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so it's always been in my, my nature to, uh, you know, to, to, to be great. And I feel like entrepreneurship, you know, working for yourself and being a creator, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you're a creator, you have to create things out of, out of thin air. I just told my friend, my friend, Dave, he just, he just quit his job to go full time in his business. And I was like, you burn the boats, man, you burn the boats. <laughs> so I'm like, I can't believe you, you can't believe you burn the boats. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm calling him. He's like, what do you, he's probably thinking like, what do you call me for? Like, like, uh, I'm like, yeah, well, how are you doing, dude? He's like, Bur- he burned the boats, man. So he's, he's being, he has to be, uh, he has to be creative now. He doesn't have a choice. You know, he's got to, uh, he's got to look forward now, but uh, I don't know how I got into that, but. <laughs> I love it. Shout out to Dave. Woo-hoo! Great job, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, Dave Gross. Dave Gross, his name is he, he's on your, he listens to your, I uh, think your rich call too. Oh, cool. So. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah. you, um, your first venture in entrepreneurship was you had a lawn care business, right? <clears throat> yeah. And well, you- my, my first introduction to entrepreneurship was Anway actually. Oh, okay. So I, before I, I did that for like almost two years and failed. And then I started a landscaping business at 19. I think I still was still dabbling with like Anway thinking that I could make it work. <laughs> I think maybe, I think I was just young. People didn't take me that very seriously. Um, you know, back then. And I had to go through the motion. I had to go through the motion. You know, I hear, I hear you talk about it all the time, Paul, like, yeah, you know, five years, seven years, it took me like, you know, it takes like seven years to master a trade. Like, you know, like, uh, 
by statistics, like by average, like some people can compress time and do it in a year or two years or three years, like Tony Robbins, right? He like, he wanted to like, he wanted to be the best speaker. So people would speak once a month. He would speak every day, Mm -hmm. 30 days. So you get like 30 months worth of, you know, so you can always compress time, but sometimes we're not in a position to compress time. Sometimes our mindset's not in a position to compress time. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know what I mean? So like, no matter what, you got to go through the time. You got to go through the time, you know, you, like, in uh, like in wrestling and jujitsu and stuff, we call it like mat time. Like you got to get the mat time in, you know what I mean? Like you can't just go out there. Like you got to put in the work, you got to do the push-ups. No one could do your push-ups for you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like one thing I tell people, like when I'm coaching people and stuff, I'm like, I want to do it for you, man. But like, I can't, you know, like you have to just, you got to do the push-ups. Like you're not putting the work. I know you're not putting the work by what you're telling me. Like you're not putting the work. I can't feel the pain when you're talking. I can't feel the pain. I should be able to feel the pain when you're talking. Cause I should be able to, I should be able to feel that you're going to the motion. You know what I mean? Like I should be able to feel it. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, that's one thing you can't do people's push-ups for them. You know, they, they got to do their own push-ups <clears throat> and, um, <laughs> That's I'm not even sure how I got into. I'm no, not even sure how I got into that tangent. I just sort of just I'm, I'm rambling. I think, I think this came up in our interview too, but it's one of the frustrating parts of doing the best that you can to coach people and help them get to where they want to be. Is you can't take that you can't take that away from them. But it's also probably the greatest lesson to just dig in there and and do you know get the mat time in, like you said. Yeah, it's like you can be the coach, right? Like the personal trainer. He's like push, push, push. Like you can push. You can tell them. You can give them words of encouragement, you know, you can try to push them, but they still got to do their own push-ups. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and then they got to be able to, do, then they got to be doing it when no one's looking, you know yep. what I mean? Yep. Yep. <laughs> when no one's looking. <laughs> yep. Um, so tell me why and or how did you transition out of, um, it, sound like you, it sounds like you were in network marketing, then you were in landscaping, and then you got into e-commerce. Was it like ABC like that? Or like, what was your journey that finally led you to focus more on e-commerce? And I know you had some success in network marketing as well. It just wasn't in Amway, right? Yeah, it wasn't in Amway. Yeah, so that's a great question. That's a great question. And um, it's something that I always say, because I'm always like, you know, I'm always like, you know, our, our, uh, you know, the, 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 the pathway changes, you know, as you go and, and, um, like, it's like your perspective changes, right. Your perspective changes over time. So, um, you know, in 2000 and, uh, like one cool thing about my landscape business is like from the network marketing space and stuff, I learned to be a great student of personal development. And so like all these years, I was a salesperson for my company. I, I worked in the trenches too, but I was a salesperson for my own company. So I would listen to personal development in the car, Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins, Les Brown, like all these people. I would listen to them in the car all the time. And, um, you know, you know, I would just, you know, just keep on working on myself. And I think that's had a great impact on my life. But anyway, doing all that all these years in 2008 and nine, like the market was just bad. Like I would go to collect money from my landscaping business and people would be like, you know, turning the lights off and act like they're not in the house. And, and uh, you know, and then I would be going to pay my bills and I would be hard for me to pay my bills because my customers weren't paying me and stuff like that. Right. So I remember like, you know, in the back of my head, what the reason why I was saying it, like listening to all this stuff in my car over the years is because like in the back of my head, I'm thinking like financial freedom, like you can have better, it could be better than this. Like, mm-hmm. but really my perspective now is that it's all work, <laughs> network marketing, <laughs> commerce, 
brick and mortar. It's all really work, really. I mean, I, I, I don't think that I don't really think that there I don't think that there any of them are any better than each other. I think it's just what you're feeling at the time. And but uh, but anyway, so in 2008 and nine, I was like, I'm going to like start a side business, um, an eBay business. So I had my cousin, my cousin Jenny. I had her working for 10 bucks an hour out of my house, uh, taking pictures of items and pick packing and shipping them and doing my customer service. And I was, I was called McCall coins and collectibles and souvenirs or something like that. It was like an LLC. I made it. And I'm um, like, I was selling like, like uh, collectible products, like the books for like the coins and two, two tubes. And I was selling, like, I was selling like, you know, coins that were like a specific way and things like that. And precious. Were, were you just finding them on the street or were you buying them somewhere online? Yeah. I was going to like auctions. I was going to auctions and then I was finding like wholesalers to like, sell me supplies and I was like this is a cool niche I could do this this could be a cool cool niche like it was kind of neat to me you know what I mean yeah. I don't think it's that great now I don't think it's a great niche but uh but yeah I did that and I broke even for almost two years just having her work and in and out of the house I still got six landscaping trucks and two trailers and you know uh, multiple crews working secretary assistant and all that stuff going with that stuff and, um, you know, and I have her doing that and I just failed in that too. Just like the network market, like almost two years failed in that, you know, this is so, in your twenties, right? Your mid twenties, um, 2008 and nine, I'm like 28, 29. Okay. Yeah. So it's like my later twenties now. So, yeah. So, yeah. So I do that and then I'm like, all right, network marketing, maybe I could do it in network marketing. So I joined this this network marketing company, I'll keep it generic and not even say the name, but it was like a health and wellness company. And, and I, I, uh, I don't know, like two months in, I made over a thousand dollars in a month and I was like, wow, you can actually make money in this. Like, I didn't know, like, I, like, cause I didn't really have the belief before. <laughs> like I, I, I signed up a bunch of people and I got like bonuses. So it wasn't even like it was legit residual. Like it was like, I don't know. I think I mean, were you prospecting friends and family, like people from oh, the yeah, friends, yeah. family? I was doing whatever it takes, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just trying to trying to get in there. If I get enough momentum, it'll stick, right? So, <laughs> so, I love it. But anyway, yeah, so I built like a residual income with it, like nothing, nothing crazy, you know. Uh, you know, I was doing that on the side of my on the side of my landscaping business too, like trying to make mm-hmm. it network and things like that and and um i even i even got asked to speak uh like uh you know i got asked to speak um at, at this event like about hitting the goals because i hit every single all the goals that they put in front of me i just hit them all They're like who is this guy he hits every goal he says he's gonna hit so i got to speak and uh you know that that was that was pretty cool i did like my first like speak in front of room in front of like honor people and i like had this little clicker and i was talking about how you hit your target if you don't have a target it's, if you don't have a target you can't hit it you know it's like in life, if you don't have, you know, I was like, I was talking about if you throw in darts, like if you're like, if you throw darts and there's no dartboard, that's kind of reckless. Right. And I was uh-huh. like talking about how, like, that's how people live their life reckless, you know, like, like throwing, <laughs> like throwing darts without a dartboard. You know what I mean? I did this whole goals thing and that, awesome. that was fun. But, uh, but yeah, so I did that, you know, for, for a while in 2012, 2012 and 13, I started getting into like more of the internet marketing stuff and I started having like thousand dollar days with uh with a pro- program that you were involved in too, and I was like, wow, this is this works, man. I can do this, man. I can make this 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 program has a. How do you how do you find the internet? I'm curious. Did you see an ad on the internet? A video? An article? Do you um, remember? It's a great question. Um, oh, you know who I how I did how I did. I was in a uh, health and wellness company, 
And then I got another, this is a good question because you're going to know all these people and you're going to think it's interesting probably. So I, I, I was in this health and wellness company and I moved to another health and wellness company and I became in a downline, a downline in this other health and wellness company of, of, uh, of Cedric, Cedric Harris, Layla Black, Franco Gonzalez, Don Mars, oh. like, and uh, like all those people, like, and I like, like made friends with them and was like, well, how do you guys recruit people and stuff? Like, you know what I mean? And they were, some of them were like internet marketers, you know what I mean? So like, yeah. that's how I got introduced to like internet marketing through a network marketing program they were doing, you know, an affiliate marketing program that you were doing too, um, you know, on the side of that. Right. Do you remember those that time? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that's how I was interested. I was like, hey, these people are doing this. Like, how you guys are – like, I'm, like, working the phone, you know, working the phone, and it seemed like they were attracting business faster than me. You know what I mean? I'm like, they're not – they don't seem like they're, you know, better skilled, um, like, talking to people, but they do. But they, some, they were out they – that some of them people were out recruiting me. You know what I mean? But then I went into my whatever-it-takes mode and – <laughs> I out recruited I out recruited a whole bunch of them them uh, them them folks um you know uh that that year 2013 and so some people do beast mode on and you do whatever it takes on <laughs> hit that on yeah. button for the whatever it takes mode yeah I was Love proud it. of myself I actually met you you didn't know me yet um I met you at, 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 at there was an event in Denver I was like number 104 in the top 200 and I I beat out some of my old mentors that I knew from like all other network marketing companies was like, wow, <laughs> I can make it with this stuff, you know? And, uh, you know, then, then I got to another uh, program, um, um, another program that was, it was an info product for e-commerce and I did well on the affiliate side and the e-commerce side. And that was like mm -hmm. 2013, 14 mm -hmm. in 2014, I had a breakthrough in the e-commerce space, uh, the summer, Summer of 2014, I made like $10,000 in a month selling these toothbrushes. So let me, um, let me pause you real quick. So before we jump into that, I want to ask okay. you one more question, which was how were you generating traffic when you were doing the network marketing and internet marketing? Was there a strategy that was your favorite that you were using? Okay. Yeah. Good, good question. I mean, I wasn't that, I, I honestly, honestly, Paul, here was my strategy. Like I would just work my ass off. Like just, I would just like social media, like, you know, making videos, like blogging, sharing my blog, like talking on the phone. Like I was like a friggin' maniac. I didn't know what I was doing, but I figured if I did <laughs> enough, people would think I knew what I'm doing. Honestly, my strategy, I made these, I made all these generic Facebook groups. Remember when that was popular to post uh -huh. Facebook, like, yep. three years ago, I made all these generic Facebook groups with me at me at the top, like <laughs> I love it. You know, like I made all these generic Facebook groups, and thousands of people added to them, and then I would have on those banners, I would have like a like a, an opt-in, you know, like the opt-in of my stuff, and I didn't know what I was doing. I just was trying to make it look like I knew what I was doing. You know, what I mean, I felt mm. like so, like I just was working my butt off, you which know is I mean? kind of a secret in and of itself, right? Like be the leader, even if you're not the leader, just be the leader, just do whatever it takes to show, to just show up and lead. Right. Yeah. You ever, I, I heard this saying before too, like, uh, like it's like some people in their business, like they're like, they're not present. Some of mm. them are present sometimes. It's like a four part thing here. So some of them are just not present in business. So number one, number two, some of them are present sometimes. And then number three, some of them are present. They're all right. And then there's number four, the big one, omnipresent. 
Mm. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's what I was. I was <laughs> omnipresent. You know, like I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but I was omnipresent. People were like, he's, I'm seeing him everywhere. Seems like he knows what he's doing. But really, I didn't really feel like I knew what I was doing, but maybe I did. Maybe I did. Maybe I, maybe I did know what I was doing. Maybe I was being omnipresent and I knew that somehow or something. You know what I mean? And like, that's awesome. Making me attractive. You know what I mean? Awesome. awesome. But really, I, I really, I was no, I really, I was no big shot. Like I, I met, I became really good friends with my friend, Josh Elder. We were at the top 200 uh, meeting together. And oh yeah. Yeah, me and him became really good friends. Like we would talk on video every night and stuff. And and uh, he he did all of his recruits by uh, by YouTube by making YouTube videos. Uh-huh. And I'm like, and I'm like, how he's like, how's your years? I'm like, all oh, Facebook, the phone, like whatever I could do. He's like, he's like, it was really easy to get here, wasn't? it? I was like, it didn't feel easy to get. Here. <laughs> I worked really hard. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so like, I was attracted to Josh after that, you know, and, uh, like, you know, so I got, so I got into, you know, got into YouTube and I, I've learned to attract some pretty good business on YouTube over the last few years, but I wasn't that good at it at first. I what I was doing. Oh man, such a great story. So funny and so insightful all at the same time. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad you went into that, Dan. Okay. So come back to where you were. So you were, so you kind of made a transition from that company is, is how I'm imagining it to another company that was similar in that it was network marketing, but it was also doing e-commerce. So you probably got into that thinking you're going to recruit, you're going to do some e-commerce and then something happened. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I'm, I'm doing that in the background and let me just say this too, you know, let me just say this for all truth too. Is it, is it, uh, you know, I sold my landscaping business in 2012 and 13 and, you know, with, with, uh, you know, with doing this and burning the boats, I burned the boats, man, it burned the boats painful, you know? So like, uh, you know, it was like one month you like make all this money, you know, like the next month you don't make nothing, you know what I mean? And like, it's like, like I, I, I lived off of my assets while, while I worked on this new, you know, on my new dreams, you know, and learning how to make money online, you know, through affiliate marketing and through e-commerce and stuff like that. So it definitely wasn't, it definitely wasn't easy. You know what I mean? I just wanted to point that, point that out, you know, it's a raw truth, but you, I mean, but if you, when you burn the boats, you know what I mean? I think I said that like four or five times, (laughs) you know, but there ain't no looking back when you burn the boats, man, you know what I mean? You got to discharge, charge the, uh, you know, the battlefield or whatever. So, but, uh, but anyway, yeah, 2014, I had, I had a pretty good breakthrough. It was kind of like, it's kind of like the breakthrough I had with network marketing, like that first thousand dollar plus month in 2010. I was like, wow, you can make money. Like, well, uh, the summer of 2014, I made like $10,000 selling these toothbrushes. They were generic, generic toothbrushes. And, and, uh, it was short lived. It didn't last long, but, um, and, uh, the company one company, Oral B made me take them all down and everything like that. Cause I was like, it was like copyright infringement and stuff like that i didn't even know what i, I didn't know what i was doing but but for me for me at that time i was like wow that was my breakthrough for that i was like wow the, the, so i could just do this with another product i just got to find a different product to do this with you know what i mean so i yeah. went on i went on and became a practitioner you know of the e-commerce space since you know now it's 2017 i've been i've had uh you know better better months and better days you know since so and is there um so right now, do you do e-commerce mainly or do you still do any network marketing um, on the side? And, yeah, and then so, also, yeah. And then also tell me like, 
Because I, I know there's like a ton of people out there that want to make a full-time income from home, right? And as network marketers, marketers, we like to pretend like our way is the only way, but it's not, right? There's other ways out there. And so I'd love for you to speak a little bit to that because you've been on both sides of the fence and, uh, and wherever you're at now can, I think, help that as well. So, Yeah, so, so that's a great question. So right now, I, I pretty much just, just sell my own products and my own coaching. Um, I created my first info product uh, a little over a year ago. Um, I like I was doing drop shipping on Amazon, doing really well, and I got frustrated with it at the time. I was like, I'm only going to do FBA, and that's like that's considered like fulfillment by Amazon. That's where you send product in Amazon, they ship it out, and and I, I worked I worked that in 2016. Um, yeah, 2016. Yeah, my years mixed up all this stuff. So yeah, so in the beginning of yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. I, I had to like map everything out. Yeah, so in, at the beginning of 2016, I was like, I'm just going to do FBA, you know, on Amazon. That's what I'm going to make my niche. And I just went, you know, I just took my numbers up each month, it was like 10,000 a month, 20,000 a month, 30,000 a month, 40,000 a month, 50,000 a month. So is that, let me make sure I understand that. So is that like you have your Amazon link and you're driving traffic to that link and Amazon's fulfilling? Is that right? Or is Yeah, well, so, so with Amazon, in comparison to like other stuff, with Amazon, they're, they're the, the king. They're the king of the retail space. They're the pigs. They're the, they're, they're the retail pigs, man. So they they so they they do all the marketing and selling for you. You don't have to do no marketing or selling when you, you're just using their platform. So which is uh which is not as good too because it's like you don't own the platform. You know? Oh, so you're bringing the product to Amazon, right? Yeah. Like you're you, finding you the product. Homework. You do your homework and make sure the product sells. Then and, and you can make a profit off it and you send it in. You actually send it to Amazon. You ship the products to Amazon. Yeah. And you can either do okay. that yourself or you use a fulfillment center. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, so which That's made sense, which made sense to me because, <clears throat> you know, drop shipping is cool. It's like the laptop lifestyle, but like, I like the brick and mortar kind of feel too, because that's where I came from too, you know? Mm -hmm. So I like, you know, got heavy into that and, and, uh, you know, the summer, I don't know, uh, I guess like the beginning of the summer, I hit like uh, $50,000 a month in sales and like just doing only FBA. Like, so I've dabbled, like I've done like lots of different models in the e-commerce space and um, all my friends that were doing like, they were all doing like a hundred thousand dollars a month in sales, uh, drop shipping or more, but none of them were doing FBA like me or only, you know, you know, just dabbling with it. So that whole bunch of different people wanted to learn from me. Like, how'd you do that? Like, what's your, what's your system? Like, how'd you do that? So my first, my first month with that, I decided to take on 10 clients for a thousand bucks each, you know, for me to coach them for a month. So I did that. I ended up uh, signing up nine people um, for that first month doing that, you know, uh, not sign them up. I mean, uh, I guess to sign them up, that, that was coaching them. It wasn't like a, like they bought something like a course, but anyway, so I went on to coaching all these people for the next, you know, months or whatever. And I kept making videos to, to explain how to do everything. So by that, by me doing that, ended up having a full course that wasn't, that wasn't like in, built inside of anything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So from that happening, I ended up by default creating my first like info product, you know, um, you know, which was for, was for Amazon FBA. You know what I mean? And that was like, uh, that was like the fall of 2016 of last year, like around right now, a year, year, yeah, a year ago today. So I created my first like info product and, and then sold that product too. So I sold coaching up to, up to that. Then I started selling the, I started selling the coaching that came with a course. 
Then I just started selling the course because I was like, I don't feel like talking to you. I don't feel like coaching anybody at this time. This time, You know, like uh, you go through different times, right? Like I was right. talking about perspectives. Perspectives change. Like you don't feel like doing it. But, uh, but yeah, so – and then I created another, uh, then I was selling that course on Craigslist and I'm creating a Craigslist course on how I was selling that, them courses on Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> so then I had the, then I had the course, the, the Amazon course on Craigslist. I was selling, but wasn't selling as much. Then I made a, uh, a mini course of the same thing with an upsell to the bigger course, sold the mini course on, on Craigslist. Once I did that, once I created a mini course, I had four sales in one day, like a couple of days later. And then people were buying, upgrading to the bigger course. I was like, wow, this is cool. I want to make a course on how to do this. And then I made a course on how to, a Craigslist, a mini Craigslist course. Started, sell, <laughs> started selling that too. It's just funny how things just stem. Like, like, like I never teach anything that I don't know, Paul. You know? Right. So if I do something and it works, then I'm like, all right, cool. I can sell this information. It's good. It's good information. You know what I mean? So, so yeah. ever since. I've been selling info products. I buy it like by accident, kind of. I was just imagining like buying any one of your info products and it's like, okay, fulfillment by Amazon, purchase, open it up. Hey, this is Dan McCall and I'm going to teach you how to do fulfillment by Amazon. Are you ready? Get out your notepad, whatever it takes. Thanks for your purchase. Have an awesome day. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so, um, so right now you're not doing any like, e-commerce sales specifically or you're doing mostly coaching on what you've done is that right yeah no I, I say a practitioner of what i preach i sell i have a store on amazon and a store on ebay oh okay so, so we're so we're making full-time money there uh, even more so even more so than coaching or selling courses we're just kind of selling courses more passively at the moment so but we're, we're, we're probably going to do a q4 special and um you know and do some you know sell some coaching and stuff like that gotcha so. So, so what type of person, what type of person would be a better fit for e-commerce versus network marketing or maybe even affiliate direct sales? Like, is there, are there qualities or characteristics that you see would equip someone to be a better fit for e-commerce? Yeah, absolutely. 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 I mean, I, I have friends in the space that are just like my friend, Kellen, my friend, Kellen, like he's just like, He's like a like a like he's good at like logistics and like he's like a worry wart. Like he doesn't like to speak on camera. Like people that like, people that just don't really. I mean these 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 kinds of these kinds of uh, skills can be developed um, too. But like some people don't really like they don't really like to sell. You know what I mean? They just don't like yeah. to sell. Like people people that don't like to sell but they want to be a business person. You know, e-commerce is good because. You, you can, you know, you can just rely on the marketing aspect. You know what I mean? Not that you can't do that in network marketing too. Of course you can get good at marketing and, uh, and sell without talking to people too. But I think it's, I think that transfer of energy transfers through your marketing. So like, if you're, if you're not good at selling on the phone, I feel like this is my own personal belief. You can tell me if you disagree, if you do, you do, if you don't, you don't, it doesn't matter. But I feel like if you're not good at like selling on the phone, or in person or whatever. I feel like it doesn't transfer into your marketing and work as well. You know, what, what are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I think, uh, let's see. I'm not sure. I think if you're like, I think if I'm trying to think, no, I'm trying to think of like, okay, so like what's the definition of sales? Like for me, I don't necessarily, I do sales, but I don't see myself as like a salesperson. And that's only because like when I connect with people, it's not about like get, it's not about like 
selling them. It's more about like developing a little bit of a relationship, seeing if I can help them. It's like the traditional network marketing, like, Hey, you know, if I could show you this, would you be open, you know, getting solutions. But that being said, Zig Ziglar said, sales is not a thing in the world, but a transference of feelings. So if you're not like excited about that process, or you're not excited about your product or your service, which is sales, be it on the phone or in person or whatever, then that probably will absolutely translate over to your marketing. I don't yeah. know if that answers the question, but yeah, that, that's a good, that's a good, uh, that's a good um, response in relation to it. And, and, you know, that goes to, that goes to belief too. I think that, I think that people can, I think anybody can sell if they believe in it. You know, you just have to, if you believe in something, you'll, you'll just, you'll, you'll, you'll just beat people's doors down. You know what I mean? You'll, you'll be like, this is, you'll grab them by their shoulders you know, shake them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like this is it, you know, yeah. you in something enough. And if you're selling something you don't believe in as much, what you need to do is you need to do your, your homework and just like, uh, you know, and resell yourself, you know, on the deal. Cause you, if you're not sold yourself. You can't sell other people yeah. you know, on, on the deal. And I always say, I always say the best sales when everybody, when uh, everybody wins, you know what I mean? The, mm. the best sales when everybody, everybody wins, you know what I mean? And that's, and that's, and, and, and that's where, uh, you know, in sales, we position ourselves, you know, we, we become, we become a better coach. We become a better marketer. We become a better, uh, you know, person in general, that can lift people up in all kinds of other areas in, in their mm-hmm. life as yeah. well. You know, when you position yourself, well, you're able to help people well. So yeah. it is a trans, it is an equal gain. It's an equal gain, an equal transfer of energy. Like if you sell somebody, if you're selling an opportunity, you know, and you're good at it, you know what I mean? And you're, you, you, you know, you're just, it's an equal uh, transfer of energy because they're going to get a lot out of just getting to spend more time around you and, and learning and growing with you. You know what I mean? And you're yeah. a practitioner of it. You're, you're a grinder. You do it. You do it all the time so they can learn from you and you lead by example. They get to learn. They get to learn from you. So it's, it's, you know, it's best to, uh, you know, to buy from people, uh, you know, my opinion that are, they're like that. Like a lot of people, like, especially like in the internet marketing, network marketing space, a lot of people teach the whole, like, put your feet up and sit on an island and drink a pina colada <laughs> type of thing. And uh, I don't, don't even resonate with that. Like personally, I think that is yeah. like, I, I resonate with people that are, that are grinders, like they like the work, but like can come and go as they please do what they want when they want with whom they want live right. life on their right. terms. Like, see, right. I got to down from right. doing YouTube videos. Like, it's right. like, like, it's like, it doesn't mean don't work. It just means, it means you can stop and start whenever you want to. Right. Yeah. Right. Like what kind of, what kind of like a, what kind of a vision or what kind of value are you adding to the world by just kicking back, drinking a pina colada 24 seven? Like, sure. It might sound good. It's like why we all get, we all get in network marketing because we want to be lazy. And then we realize, Oh, wait a minute. Ah, I got to work. But then you also realize that, you know, we're not here to just kick back and be lazy. Like that's a wasted life, right? Like we're here to fulfill our potential. Like, yeah, have freedom. And like you said, go where we want, when we want, with whom we want. But in that process, we're here to be something, you know, we're here to do something. We're here to help people. And like you said, that other message, it just doesn't resonate with me. Like it doesn't resonate with you. So I love that. That's such a great point. So be a little bit careful in the marketing that we do, you know, that we're putting out the right message, you know? Yeah. And here's the thing. Here's the thing about that too. I'll tell, I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now, anybody that's watching this or catches us live or the re- recording or whatever. I mean, I mean, in, in business, it's like every time I've ever put my feet up is when things have started to just 
hitting the fan. <laughs> like I, I like in my, in my landscaping business, I would put I, I, I had everything per I had everything systematized. You know, foremans work watching over people, secretary, assistant, like a structure, like a good system, right? The best businesses are when it's like a good system, like McDonald's, right? We like a network marketing. A lot of people give the example of McDonald's or like, it can be ran by teenagers. Why can we be ran by teenagers? That's a good system, right? So like you get your business down to where it's a good system. At the same time, you, you are the system operator. (laughs) So you cannot put (laughs) your feet up too much. Like I've done this in the past, my feet up too much. My workers would go to work. They would go there early, clock in, hang out for an hour, or leave, go get breakfast, come back. Then they would, uh, then they would, then they would uh, get done work, leave, and come back and clock out later and add all this oh, time wow. to the clock. And started, they started uh, stealing from me, you know, like by, by adding hours on the clock and stuff like that. I had my employees do that to me because I gave them too much leeway. You know, it's my fault. Mm-hmm. So you got to take ownership for it. So you got to yep. take ownership, right? Got to take ownership. So, yeah. So like, you know, I, I, I did that. It was my, my fault. I did the same thing. And, and, uh, you know, in, in the e-commerce space too, like I put my feet up, everything's working good. Then the sales start dropping, you know, it's like, you're like not paying attention to your business anymore. You know what I mean? So it's like systems are great, but we're the system operators. You know what I mean? So, yep. 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 Yeah. So we've got about 15 minutes left and dude, I could go all day long, like talking to you and interviewing you because you're just such a great guy and you got so much value to share. Um, I want to bump back just real quick um, on the question that I asked you about network marketing versus e-commerce. I want to make sure that I understand what you were saying correctly. So it sounds like e-commerce could be more of like a behind the scenes, analytical, um, you know, making things happen behind the scenes. You don't have to be like the upfront face, voice, connector, guy on the video, gal on the video, right? Is that right? Like, is that kind of kind of what you're saying there? Yeah. Okay, cool. And and then I also just wanted to say on top of that, as I was, as you were talking about that, I was thinking about Mike Hobbs because Mike Hobbs is like a, you know, friend of ours, earned, earned over seven figures from home. And he is more of the analytical behind the scenes, like doesn't really like the phone. In fact, he said last night that I'm the only person he ever talks to on the phone, (laughs) but he's made a lot of money. So even that being said, there are counter examples of where, like you said earlier, you can be successful, you can develop skills, but that's really great. Those are really great um, points to be yeah. aware of. If you're looking for a business I model, that example too. I was trying to think of think of people because I know people are good at it. Like yeah, like, like Ops. Like that was a good example. Yeah. yeah. So let me ask you a few rapid fire questions here to kind of close out the last few minutes. Um, the first the first one is, um, what are and you've talked about a couple of them, and maybe you'll just repeat these. But like, what are the top principles that guide your life and your business? Like, what are the top principles or values or even beliefs that you would say help you to do what you need to do? Yeah. So, so that's a, that's a good, a good question. My top beliefs. Um, one of them I've been thinking of a lot uh, lately. I just gave you the ones that are like been on my mind uh, as the most recent, I guess, like I was saying earlier, but perspectives change over time. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a really big believer in like, how you do anything is how you do everything. You know what I mean? So like uh, if you follow me on Facebook, you definitely, I mean, anybody that follows me on Facebook knows because I, I, I put my life on, out there like on social media and stuff like that. I really do try to do the best in everything that I do, like as a parent, as a husband, um, as a, like an athlete, um, you know, my spiritual life, I need to work on my spiritual life. I'm not, uh, I haven't, I, you know, I haven't, you know, did the best job in my spiritual life. <clears throat> um, 
Well, you know what? I would say more religious. I'm very spiritual. I just don't feel like I don't feel like I resonate 100 percent with any religion. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like so, like uh, you know, and everything that I do, like it's just like one of my big beliefs is like is, it definitely is like you know how you do anything is how you do everything. And business, I want to be the best business person I could be. I want to be. I always tell people. I always say people don't bet on the racetrack; they bet on the horse. So I always want to be that person. I want to be the horse that people bet on. You know what I mean? And and um, you know, so that which that that resonates. You know that that kind of goes back to how you do anything is how you do everything. Because if you're always if you're always show up, you always do whatever it takes. Um, one of my beliefs. One of my beliefs is that you have to do you have to do whatever it takes. Like if you want to be successful or if you want to have something great. Um, you have to do, you have to do whatever, whatever it takes. Mm. And um, yeah, time, time is a valuable commodity. You know, people don't, people don't value, value time. It's one thing, one thing that uh, is a little bit frustrating to me, a little, little, little sidetrack, like with, with uh, like the, the business world, like everybody can just call themselves an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. Then you're like, you try to get it like a, you know, you know, try to do some kind of business with them that they don't show up. Mm-hmm. They're not there when they say they're going to be there. And I'm just like, well, how you like, if this person's like this and this, he's probably not showing up in other areas of, areas of his life, you know, whether yeah. it's like his health, his spiritual life, his business, his family, you know, it's like, you, you can really tell how people are. You know, like, like, uh, you know, for the most part, I think this is my opinion, like by how they, you know, by how they, you know, construct their day to day. It's all my, uh, one of my big beliefs is, is that you have to have discipline. You got to have discipline. You know, you, you, you gotta, you gotta show up every day, whether you want to show up or not, you gotta have discipline because it's not what you do once it matters is what you do a little bit each day over a long period of time. that really makes a difference. Mm-hmm. So it's all about the, one of the secrets is like, it's one of the secrets is the DMO, you know, it's the DMO, the daily method of operation. Cause you're not bringing it daily and you're not consistent, you know, you can get, you can get sidetracked. And, and, and it's like, if you don't show up one day that could set you back a week, a month or a year. Like, so like you have to like, not just one day, but like, I'm just, you, you get the point. I always like to say when I'm, when I'm speaking or talking about something is just get the point, get the point. Don't, don't break, you know, break down every little tiny little, little piece. The, yeah. the, the point is, the point is, is if, if your DMO ain't good and you let it and you let it get broken, it, it, t- it does take longer to get back into flow. You know what I mean? There is, there is, it's a, there is a flow. I always like to say momentum is real. You might not be able to see or touch it, but it's real. When you break it, it takes a little while for it to get back into its flow. And that's where, that's where the, why the DMO is so valuable. And that's one of my, one of my beliefs is, uh, you know, you know, to do anything extraordinary, you, you got to structure yourself and have a, have a good DMO. And that's another reason why doing cool things like you do, Paul, like you do your, you do your, your, your thinking or rich call Monday through Friday. That's your DMO. You show up and you do not want to show up every day. I know you don't, (laughs) but you show up every day, you know, whether you want to or not, it's painful. Sometimes you don't want to do it. You know what I mean? (laughs) But but you structure yourself to have DMO. You're disciplined. You're extremely disciplined and extremely uh, extremely uh, like the kind of person that people should follow because you're, you're, you always show up even when you don't want to. I just know that about, about you, mm-hmm. you know, so, appreciate that. so those are some of my beliefs, some of my beliefs. Um, um, 
I don't know if I answered your question. No, that's I- perfect. So discipline, whatever it takes and how you do anything is how you do everything. Those are like extremely powerful, man. So thank you for sharing those. So a couple of the quick questions. Um, do you have a favorite quote or a set of quotes that has inspired you over the years or inspires you now? Um, yeah, good, good question. Um, <laughs> that's funny. You know, it's funny too. This is something that I do too, that people can, uh, can do. That's a good tip for people. I always say good question. That usually means I don't know the answer right away. <laughs> <laughs> and it also compliments the person for asking the question. Like, I don't know if you I ever like do that. that too, Paul. I will but, now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, like uh, a couple of my favorite quotes or a couple of them we already touched touched on like how you do anything is how you do everything. That's, that's one of my, my favorites. Uh, Zig Ziglar's one was my favorite for a long time. Um, is his one, uh, you know, if you ever, if, you know, if you help I, I forget even how it's said, you probably know how it is more, more than me. Um, it's like, if you help enough people get what they want, you'll get what you want, like by mm-hmm. default or something like that. I forget yeah. exactly how it's worded. That was one of my favorites for years. Just to just touch on like the past. It hasn't really been as, as been present, like, cause I've been more in the e-commerce space. So I haven't been like, uh, maybe I need to be focused more on that quote because <laughs> it's, uh, it's good to help people. Right. So, but, uh, yeah, whatever it takes, that's a big, uh, you know, a, a big, uh, philosophy. Uh, I, I, you know, I call these things, uh, philosophies, you know, it's like what you, you live by them, you know? So, yeah, yeah. um, yeah, that's all I can think of. So I cool. can think of. That's great. That's perfect. Um, what was, uh, oh, okay. So if there was one or two or three books that you have gifted most to other people or would gift, if you're a book gifter, what would, what would those or that book be and why? Okay, great. Great question. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, so I've read lots of books, um, or listened to, listened to a heck of a lot more than I've read. Um, I like to listen to books. Um, the one, uh, the one that's, uh, the one that it's like had such a great impact on me in the last year. Like I've been like listening to audiobooks for like the last 20 years, you know? So like this goes to show you, like it hit, this book hit me like a, like a, like a bag of bricks, man. Like, like and it was just this past year. Um, it's a 10 X rule by Grant Cardone. And then I went into which like, which is like part two of that, which is be obsessed or be average. And uh, the, 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 the things that he shares in there are just, they're not things that normal people talk about, you know, it's just like, so uh, those are two, two uh, really good ones that, uh, that I'll, that I'll, uh, that I'll, that I'll, that I'll share. And, um, and uh, thinking grow rich, man, be a practitioner of it, man. Don't, don't put it, uh, don't read it and put it back on the shelf, man. Be a practitioner of the book, man. I was just telling you, how I was studying like the sex transmutation chapter, (laughs) (laughs) like every chapter in there. Like I take it real seriously. I go crazy. I'm like, I need to study this. Like I want to hear everybody's perspectives on it. Like that's funny. We won't, we won't tell the listeners what our exact conversation was like, but we had some chuckles. (laughs) That's so cool. That's so cool. So, um, I'll ask you, um, three last questions. Um, spirituality in entrepreneurship is it important and uh and why and and share with us a little bit about how spirituality inspires you i know you said that you are a spiritual person so just talk to us a little bit about that sure sure yeah so like um like i just did a deal i just did a deal with somebody um and uh it's 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 like i'm very spiritual like i like it's crazy i'll just say this crazy short story like (laughs) 
I was just doing some work and I was like, I need an extra $10,000 right now to make this thing work. And uh, I just feel like if you're thinking about stuff enough, like this isn't, maybe this might not be exactly spirituality, but like our thoughts are like, they're like energy. Like they just flow out into the universe. And it's crazy because I, I'm like thinking, I need an extra $10,000 for this project. And I, I kid you not, one of my cousins calls me up and says, yeah, what can you do with $10,000? What? Really? This has happened to me this past weekend. Are you serious? So me and him, so me and him made a deal and uh, we're helping each other out. He's going to, he's going to give me a $10,000 loan to help me with a project I'm doing. And, um, I'm like, well, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about it? Do you feel good about it? He's like, yeah, I feel good. Cause we're both helping each other. I was like, all right, wow. let's do, let's do the deal. So, um, so like, I'm like, I'm, when I'm talking to him, I'm thinking like, how can you feel? Can you feel in your gut? Like it feels good. So like in business and spirituality, like I feel like you can go with your intuition. I feel like people should listen to their intuition more because like every time I wouldn't listen to my intuition, listen to that, that gut feeling in your gut. Like it's like, you can just, you know, if it feels good. You can feel it. Like you can feel it. Like when you do business with people, they should be able to look you in the eyes, shake your hand talk to you you should be able to talk about any any part of it you should be able to ask each other questions like the good salesperson you know like how do you feel about it like how do you feel about it like that's a, that is, that's a spiritual question i think how do you feel about it like do you feel good you know mm. so i think spirituality plays a big a big role and um you know in, in, in business and um you know if you just always tell the truth you just never have to remember anything you know just be mm. honest <laughs> you know, be honest be a good be a good business person and you know, be that be that be that uh, horse the people bet on, you know. Because like I said yeah. earlier, people bet on the racetrack, they bet on the horse, you know. Horse. And uh, you know, you want to be that be that horse, be a good, high, highly spiritual, uh, good person, good person that people can rely on, you know. Be the person people can rely on, you know what I mean? And I, uh, I think that's all spiritual. I think it's all spiritual, man. Like I said a prayer, we just lost a family member recently, um, um on my in-law side, and I was just I'm the person that'll like pray and uh it's funny because people can really feel what other people are feeling i think because mm-hmm. i'm like praying like there's a whole table of us here and i'm praying i'm like thank you father for this food you know thank you for the fellowship you know, we're grateful lord you know have us all together here i look at that food it's great i'm like just talking i just talk when i pray and i'm like i'm like life's hard life's hard and um because we just lost somebody and uh, i'm like I'm talking and I'm like sitting there and, I, and I'm like, I usually don't do that. Like the where I get stuck and I don't, and I don't say, cause I'm like, there's nothing really I could say to make this feel better. Yeah. You know? Cause it's like, there's nothing you could say. And then, um, um, this guy, John, it was his wife that just passed away. He goes, amen, Dan. Cause he'd like, cause I'm paused and I'm frozen. I don't know what to say. Wow. And, uh, and I was like, I hope you know that I was just trying to think of something that I can say to say for you guys and uh he's like i could feel it you know what wow. i mean i could feel it and he just like closed out my prayer for me he said amen dan and uh like that's pretty spiritual right like so is, like yeah we can feel each other you know we can feel each yeah. other that just yeah. happened this weekend i was just you know wow the uh crazy stuff man like i just never that spiritual vibration in the room you just feel it. it's like like people don't really nobody's talking but everybody in the room understands each other you know what i mean yeah yeah, uh, so that I love cool. that. Thanks cool for sharing that. Too. Thanks yeah. for sharing that. That's yeah. a little bit of what I like to think that being heart centered means. You know, like that you're tuned into that that thing that 
none of us can maybe really define in exact words, but we all sense, or many of us anyway, sense that is there. Like there's this greater something, purpose, essence. And, uh, and you really tapped into that really well with that story. So appreciate you sharing that. Last two questions, man. And then uh, we'll let everyone go. And also I want to give everyone a chance to connect with you as well. Um, any purchases or purchase that you've made in the last three to six months under 50 or hundred bucks that have positively impacted your life? Yeah, cool. So I'll just, I'll just tap right back into the, uh, tap right back into those two books that I recommended earlier, the, the 10X rule and be obsessed and be average. I, I, I bought the audio CDs. I, I should probably like get into like using audible like everybody else does, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I bought those two books. You know, those are, uh, definitely recommend those. Okay. And these last two questions, by the way, I'm stealing from Tim Ferriss. Shame. You know, sorry, man. Stealing the questions are good questions. Last question is, if you could put one message on a billboard and have everyone see it, what would the message be? Um, the first thing, so like, I don't have like a plain answer for this, obviously. <laughs> uh, so my, my first, uh, uh, the, the first words that came to my mind were two, two words that were have courage. Hmm. That was, that was what came to mind. I love that. Dan McCall, you're a great man. I trust you. I'm grateful for you and your influence in my life. You inspire me and you inspire uh, anyone who has a chance to really get to know you and follow you. So speaking of that, how do people connect with you if they want to learn more about you? Yeah. So, um, so, so basically they can just look me up anywhere on uh, like Facebook or, or uh, YouTube, just Dan McCall, Daniel McCall. I put out enough content, you'll find me. <laughs> <laughs> You're omnipresent, right? Omnipresent, <laughs> baby. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for being here for this interview and to all the Freedom Crusaders out there in the world listening. Want to encourage you to always go for your dreams. If you got value from this podcast, you know, comment down below if you're seeing this on my blog. Give us a, a great rating and a, and a subscribe on iTunes. And if you're if someone shared this with you and you're listening to this for the first time and you'd like to have future interviews where we interviewed heart centered freedom crusaders like Dan McCall, uh, feel free to subscribe to my list. You can do that by going to paulhutchings.net. So any last words, Dan? Um, no, man, I'll just touch real quick on my, uh, on, on that billboard thing, you know, just want to encourage everybody out there to, to have courage, you know, go for your dreams, go out there and do something you're afraid to do. And then that's how you break. That's how you break free. Let's close it out with that. Beautiful. All right. Thanks for listening guys. Take care and bye for now. How do you make dreams come true? It takes faith to make your dreams come true. Life has something special right here for you. Everything has a season, a reason to grow. So don't be discouraged by your obstacles. No, never give up. Your right to be happy. Never give up. Be all you are meant to be. Things will always come to get us down. And it only gets worse when we start to frown. Let's keep hope alive in our hearts. Smile with gratitude, that's when the magic starts. Never give up your right to be happy. 
never give up Be all you are meant to be Never give up your right to be happy Never give up, it's your life for eternity Even if you are mistreated Stand your ground right where you are Don't give up on your dreams No matter how hard it seems Move forward and follow your heart Follow your heart Never give up Your right to be happy Never give up, be all you are meant to be. I'll never give up my right to be happy. I'll never give up, it's my life for eternity. Never give up, never give up, never give up.